0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials! Welcome back to the morning toast in studio. Beautiful faces being shown everywhere it's so good to be back we're so thrilled to be back in studio post-quarantine it's very exciting we were really getting cooked up in our houses and it is just fabulous to be out with the people with theo with the fresh air
1: corporate it, environment here's the thing it's fabulous to be here but you really touched on something quite important it's fabulous to be here with theo oh. i have not seen theo in two weeks and Honestly, like my heart was hurting. It was aching for him. We had such a beautiful reunion this morning. It was stunning. He's just like the most sweetest, most perfect man. And I'm so blessed, honored, and happy to be here back working yeah. with him. Like, it's such an honor to work with, you know, your heroes. And people you really respect. And that's how I feel about working with Theo. Like, no, I,
0: I totally hear that.
1: I also think, you know, at some point, we were taking this place for granted. I agree. I mean, what is weird is that we've been gone for two weeks, mm-hmm. and it really feels like two months. Oh, no, and, like, the boxes piled up outside of our door. Like, you think we're the most famous bloggers ever. No, like, it really felt feels like first day back at school. But, like, it was Summer just... Summer break. It was just a two-week
0: cue no it was just a two-week cue thank you guys for keeping up with us oh my god I like forgot how to talk thank you guys for keeping up with us on the podcast we hope you enjoyed those episodes but I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm pretty excited to be back on camera looking fabulous those were
1: some good episodes though like the extremely hasty flush Mm -hmm. imagine if like you're someone who doesn't watch doesn't listen as a podcast like only watches on YouTube like you don't know what happened in the Connecticut rest stop bathroom and that's for you to find out.
0: Yeah, that's for us to know and you to find out.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Just beware of those Madison County restroom bathrooms. Yes. That's all I'll
0: say. That's, we'll leave it at that. And you know what? If you rent a car, get the insurance. It's worth it.
1: Um, if you rent a car and get the insurance, like, there are some things that probably even insurance can't cover. Yeah, but some things that it does, like the towing, which is very expensive. D- did it cover the towing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're figuring out what happened we're still, there. We're, yeah, we're still working out
0: the logistics <laughs> with the rental car company, but say lovey.
1: You know, it is what it is it is what it is and it's like once those keys went down the toilet there was nothing to be done no and except all- pay the toll yeah and at the at the same time
0: like once those keys went down the toilet like it wasn't my problem anymore <laughs> you know like the rental car that's probably the, actually the beauty of having a rental car. If it was my own car, it kind of would have been more annoying. Like, yeah, you we have would have had to follow the
1: tow. You might even have to like sleep at a local hotel in order to take it back in the morning. I just feel like you were done driving for the day. You were like, I'm going to flush these keys down the toilet. Can I just
0: tell you how not <laughs> subconscious it was? Like, we were making such amazing time. Like, Who we had I? left on time. I was literally <laughs> speeding. We stopped in Madison for like, we'd done like almost 100 miles. I was like, we're going to get home so early. And I was really ready to just like impress everyone with my driving skills and my timing skills and my speed skills and my logistic skills. And then, you know, as they say, man plans, God laughs. We were detoured and completely devastated. Man plans, Theo laughs. Hi, sweets. I'm just glad Theo wasn't there to see his mom in this like really low point to see in his life. mom go like this. Yeah, I'm really, I don't know. I think he really would have been disappointed in me.
1: I, I feel that. I do. It's going to be so hard for me to focus today because, like, the sweetest, purest man alive is here. And I just, like, want to talk to him. I want to catch up with him. Like, we, I told you guys in the podcast episodes, I've been FaceTiming you, and, like, I'd be like, where's Theo? Where's mm-hmm. Theo? And I just feel like we weren't really connecting virtually because he's more of an IRL kind of guy. It's hard. So I just, like, want to make up for lost time. No, with uh, the sweet men.
0: He was talking to me, you know, keep me up, actually, really chatty last night. Oh. Um, just kind of saying how he felt, you know, this distance between him and everyone in the family um but kind of specifically like pointed you out um just that you like really haven't been there for him and he's kind of been going through some stuff and he just kind of he needed you
1: i know well if he picked up his phone maybe we could have had a conversation about it but Ugh, i love him so much no 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 i love him so much and that's what the show was missing so that's the thing about the podcast episodes they were good but you don't get theo they were good but they weren't great. No. No, they were not. But you know what will be great? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Today's
0: episode. Fingers crossed. One <laughs> never knows. But I have a good feeling about it. I'm feeling energized. I definitely feel like when we take a break.
1: Oh, it's, it all comes back full force and we're like on another level of excitement when we come back. Was that not what you were going to say? No.
0: What I was gonna say was, I feel like when we don't do video episodes, or when we don't do any episodes at all, and we like get back in the studio for the first day, for like the first five minutes, I definitely feel weird. Like in the beginning of this episode, if you watch me, like my mouth is moving weird. I, do- I need like a a two minute like adjustment period. So hopefully it doesn't throw me off because I really plan on delivering the stories in such a fabulous way today.
1: Like I l- went to bed last night and I was like, we're gonna be fabulous tomorrow. Yeah, and I think we're here, and here we are being fabulous? Question mark?
0: Question mark.
1: It's to be seen. It should be an exclamation point, but it's definitely a question mark. But well, it's, we'll just, see. it's just to be seen. Like the episodes ahead of us, and we don't know anything could happen. No, it's like it's, it's like the draft possibilities. Day. It's like draft day.
0: The possibilities for what's about to happen are just completely endless, and it's and it's up to us. Isn't that exciting?
1: It is it's us and the little D-A-T-O, man who who's- took his spot center stage. He's so symmetrical, and, like, it's a beautiful thing to behold. You just love to see it. Yeah, you really do. Um, So I saw a rumor yesterday that you started a place to call home.
0: Um, Yeah, I would say started, like, very loosely. I did pay for the seven-day free trial for Acorn. And, excuse me, I watched two episodes of the first season. It's, um, It's good. It definitely has, like, that Hallmark vibe that I know you said wears off. It doesn't bother me. It's just, like, I'm... I'm in such a weird place in my life, in such a different place than I was than I was in maybe a week ago. I'm just, I have Mad Men behind me now. And...
1: Do you say Mad Men?
0: Yeah, I have Mad Men behind me now. And it's just like, I don't know if I'm in a place where I'm ready to commit full time to another seven seasons of a show. I'm still very much in like the Mad Men hangover and I don't want to make the mistake by moving too hastily.
1: I understand that. You need an amuse-bouche, you really do. Like an Emily in Paris. Yeah, she is such a bouche (laughs) She's such an amusing-bouche. I understand that. Two episodes into A Place to Call Home is like not where you want to be because... No, but it's also, it's better than I expected even for everyone said give it like four episodes. It's better than I expected even two episodes in. It's good. Okay, but it gets like better. It's like as if... Just the budget just, like, blew up after a few episodes. And it's, like, the way that they are on the ship. Like, that ship gave me such Hallmark vibes. Well, because the ship, like, grand dining room was literally a rec center. Yeah, so that sort of thing stops and, like, it it becomes extremely high end. And so I'm just excited for you. I saw a lot of toasters are on there, a place to call home journey. And I just want to say enjoy these days, you guys, because you can't get them back. Everyone's on their APTCH journey. No, I know. It's it's a beautiful thing to behold. I, I needed an amuse-bouche, and it took me, like, days to even get to the bouche mm-hmm. part. So yesterday, I read uh, the new Ellen Hildebrand book, Trouble in Paradise. It's the third of a series, and I'm glad I finished it out, and the third one was probably the best one, but, like, the series just didn't do it for me, but it definitely amused my bouche. See, different things serve different purposes and some books aren't meant to change your life like Eliza starts a rumor some of them are just meant to amuse your bush until you're on to the next one and I think that's totally fine and I think the next one I'm trying to just like prioritize all of these things that I have on my plate and I think that the next one is gonna be Mariah Carey's memoir yes I started it you know what
0: it's really um like difficult to get through it's so dense like I've really only been reading like 10 pages at a time but that's also just me. But I wonder if you'll have the same experience. I wonder if I'll, ha- if I'll... It's heavy and the writer is really going for it with these metaphors. Like it doesn't... I, I totally understand and respect when people work with writers for their memoirs. But at some point it needs to sound like them. And I actually have met Mariah Carey and had dinner with her. And I just have to say this is not how she talks. Okay. Like I just can't really imagine. It doesn't... The book isn't... Re- it's in the first person. But it's not reading to me as Mariah's voice. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the word it's so written not like her. But it's still very good.
1: Well, I'm going to start it, and I'll, I wonder if I'll have the same critique.
0: Yeah, well, I put it in your brain, so You did maybe. put it in my brain, which I hate when I you know. get in my brain. I know.
1: Uh, and aside from that, we're going to recap Real Hazards of Potomac. I feel like there was one other thing that I watched. Yes, there was, that I wanted to talk about. Wild Wild Country. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. So it's a fascinating story. Like really a crazy fucking story. True story? True story. Like really not to be believed except for the fact that it's true. It's a documentary. Six parts. And the documentary happens to make it extremely uninteresting. And they're dragging out of this story. Like I've watched four episodes and so many people told me to watch it. They're like, you're going to love it. This is fucking nuts. And... Like, I, I have to watch two more episodes, which I will. But, like, documentaries, they really get so ahead of themselves with, like, a six-parter. When it's uh-huh. like, give me a two-parter and you'll have me uh, hanging on your every word.
0: Yeah, that's me right now in The Vow. I'm on episode eight. And they still haven't made any arrests. It's such torture. And it, it's just, like, honestly, like, I'm starting to, like, resent the people. Because, like, just get on with it. yeah. It's, it's, like, they had a meeting with the Attorney General. Literally getting the meeting and preparing for the meeting was a whole episode, an hour. They didn't even have the meeting in the episode yet. Like, it was the start of the okay, next that's, episode. That's even worse than what I'm experiencing. It's insane. Like, and honestly, I just want to see, like, the sentencing. I think that's the most interesting. And, like, when the cult really starts to fall apart. Like, who doesn't want to see that? We haven't even gotten there yet. And I'm eight episodes in an hour each. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. No, that, that's crazy. There should, you would think at this point, like, they would know. But I, I guess it benefits them to have more episodes and more ads, like more time you spend watching, but like at what cost? Yeah. Well, it's like tiger King.
0: And in my, before tiger King became like a cultural like meme. Um, I actually had some very harsh critiques of the documentary because while I thought it was good and funny, it was way too long. Seven episodes about a tiger. Like it's just so silly. Um, but apparently nobody else shared with me because it became like the biggest thing ever. Yeah,
1: or like if there's a lull in the middle but the end is popping off like you forget about the lull because by the end you're just like want to talk about it and yeah. you can't believe this crazy story. Also really quickly
0: um, I put up on my Instagram story like can anyone guess what we were going to be for Halloween and so many people were guessing Carol Baskin and um, what's his name? Joe Exotic. Yeah, and I just like I want to make you guys uh, make it abundantly clear like we would never do that to you. We
1: would never do that and it's you unoriginal. You, guys, you know that I didn't even watch it so I wouldn't know how to even do that.
0: Yeah, it's also just like so unoriginal. Like, that's not who I am, you no, know? No, no, no.
1: And that's not who I want to be.
0: No, not at all. That's not what I want to like be displayed of, of my brand.
1: And that's how I'm never gonna be. You can take me out of the country. It feels so good to be back singing together. I know. On beat. And I still have like a little sticky shoes in me. Ooh. I feel my sticky. Sticky shoes. Oh,
0: honestly. So. <laughs> never doesn't like fail it, never fails to like wait. Yeah. No, wait. It never fails. To make me feel sexy.
1: Oh. Is yeah. that the right verbiage? Yes, that's the right verbiage. English is hard. We know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. If you were interested. Cool, cool, cool. Um, did you wanna dive in? <clears throat> I'm not sure, see. Like, are you ready? I only will if you want to. Well, I brought it up, so yeah. So you want to. That's you say sure. like you're taking responsibility for this dive. Yes, I'll take responsibility. <laughs> happily. Okay. So without further ado, Claudia says that it's time. So it's time to it say it, she said it. Papa. For the, the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And it's like I feel like I don't even need to say this. Like today's ad almost goes without saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like today's episode, obviously, is brought to you by Brüsh.
1: Oh, obviously,
0: look at us. Do, but do you get that? Like, it's just so—it's so obvious. It's so obvious. You know, um, think about how many times you brush your teeth in your lifetime. You probably do it without thinking at this point. So, if you're looking for a dentist-quality clean at home, don't brush your teeth. Brüsh them. Brush is the electric toothbrush we've been talking about for weeks. Jack and I both have one. We both got one in the millennial pink. It's kind of like the same color as my sweater. Nice. It is such a game changer. It's so sleek looking. It's so chic looking with the little outlet and the little pad, and it's like magnetic. It's everything of the sort. It comes in a few different colors, but the pink is super cute. Um, and then, like, you know, scientifically, brushing your teeth electronically is so much better for you, because the Bruch, um brush delivers premier sonic wave technology, and it doesn't have the markups of big electric toothbrushes. So some electric toothbrushes are super, super expensive, um, but this brush one looks really expensive, but it's very reasonably priced. Many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up for manuals. Some do a good job, but they cost $200 and up. Brush is just letting you have everything that you need for a reasonable price, and for that, we have no choice but to stand and be incredibly grateful, um... And also I have this thing called like RDH, which some of the side effects is bad breath. So I, I like actually have to brush my teeth more often that, than other people. And with a premier toothbrush. And the doctor said, it's bruce or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. That's what Dr. Frichemin he said. He was like, you better get a toothbrush. Um, so if you are looking to elevate your teeth, your breath, your brushing experience, get a brush. Stop wasting your time dilly-dallying around with these toothbrushes that just aren't cutting it and if you want to get 15 percent off your bruce use promo code toast at bruce.com that's b-r-u-u-s-h.com you can try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty at bruce.com b-r-u-u-s-h.com promo code toast check it out and just thank us later that's really all we have to say
1: yeah um it's Dr. Vichemin approved so you know it's the best in the biz yeah four out of five Dr. Vichemin's recommend yeah and the fifth one has bad fucking breath (laughs) sign on (laughs) Take us later. Sign on. Get your mask breath a little better. Oh, yeah. Okay, first story. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are sparking romance rumors after she shares steamy photoshoot pics. Yes, I'm not going to lie. This did throw me off quite a bit. Did it? Yeah. For me, it tracks. But everyone is like, you know, are they or aren't they? Because they're sparking reconciliation rumors after they cozied up for a sexy photoshoot. They shared pictures via Instagram on Saturday of Kylie and Travis Scott posing next to a wall. Jenner rocked a Givenchy outfit, which included a sheer dress, crop brown jacket, and yellow heels. The highest in the room, rapper who wore a beige T-shirt and black leather pants, lifted his shirt to show off his abs in one photo. What do you think?
0: Um, I haven't like been able to keep up with the Kardashians. Literally on this story, it's like I never know if they're together or not together, and I feel like that's how they want it. Like they don't even know if they're together. Um, and obviously for Stormy's sake, like I ship and I want them together, but I also want Kylie to be in like the best possible, most healthy relationship. I don't know if this is it, but if it is like, so here for it.
1: Yeah. I also feel like they spend so much time together and I feel like on Kylie's stories, like it's clear when she's with Travis, even if they're not posting like steamy photos together. So I just feel like their family period and this right. picture like doesn't. Didn't even like alert me if they're together or not. I feel like they're always spending time together. Yes. and she got this like whole Givenchy outfit because that was like part of a collab. Like, no, I think um like the new Givenchy it was his designer. First collection. Yeah, first collection, and he sent out looks to everyone important people, and they posted them. Yeah, this photo
0: doesn't really mean anything. They could Honestly, have just been in me, the house together trying on clothes because that's like what famous rich people do. To me, it meant ad for Givenchy. Yeah, completely. Um. Yeah. And everyone like really being like cozying up with Travis Scott. It's like literally they have an arm around each other. That's how you take a picture. <laughs> E-news like have you ever like taken a picture with anyone? You just like put your arm around them. It's like really not. People need to like relax a little bit. But it was just interesting that they were together.
1: Yeah. And I think it's you know everyone like wishful thinking. Of course. How can we blame them? I just feel like they know what's best for them.
0: Yeah. And I'm just trusting and believing in them to do what's best for their family. Yeah. And I don't really feel like I can, you know, sit here and, and speculate because I don't know what's best for their family.
1: No, but we just all saw the photo. So yeah. we're talking about a photo. We're just we're just speculating.
0: We're just speculating. Even though I just said we wouldn't. We just are.
1: Yeah, no. We're just hoping we shouldn't Did in. you see
0: Kylie uploaded a new YouTube video to her channel, Christiana Does My Makeup? Yes. Um, so it, I watched it on my TV last night and then I went down like a little bit of a rabbit hole with Kylie's um, YouTube videos and I really wish she would have do them more often. Like, I know it's not like the most important thing, but I feel like she has the time and like, it would just really make my life great. She has 10 million YouTube subscribers. Like why not? It'd be great promotion for Kylie Cosmetics and just good ad revenue. But the video last night was super funny and it really reminded me of her, um, app. And she used to make those videos all the time. Like, Ariel does my makeup. Like, Jordan does my makeup. And it was just, like, her in her glam room, like, with people doing her makeup. Me doing my makeup. And it was such premium content. Mm -hmm. And the Kris Jenner video was pretty good. It was a little frustrating. Like, they kept skipping steps in the makeup routine. Because if it was steps that Kylie Cosmetics, like, didn't make, they didn't use anything other than Kylie Cosmetics, which was annoying. Were
1: you really there for the
0: steps? Like, barely. And also, she started with foundation. And, like, I really wanted to see how Kris Jenner
1: would have done her fudge. What do you mean? Oh, she was already wearing foundation. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's always, like, I want to see, I want to see the goods. Yeah, I hate when it's, like, just my makeup, and it's, like, they come my, in only like, my eyes. No, they literally come in with, like, what I wear on, on every day, except yeah. for lipstick.
0: So, I just, I really need Kylie to invest more in her YouTube channel. I know she has a studio, like, in her apartment, I mean, in her house, in her office, like, please, like, for us. I haven't watched a video yet. Did you watch Halloween Cookies with Stormy? Um, I did. I haven't watched want one either yet. Yeah, no, but, like, literally, it's funny, because there's Halloween Cookies with Stormy, and then, like, two videos back, Chris it's Christmas. Christmas vlog, so it's... Literally four vlogs a year. Maybe she does... It's a Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4.
1: Maybe. Or maybe just what the people want are cookies with Stormy. Like, that's what tested... That's what got the highest Q score. Yeah, maybe Stormy's just a star. I mean, she is a star. Then she just call her (laughs) Starmy. Oh, man. Stormy the star. It's Starmy. Okay, I'm going to watch those.
0: Yeah, it's a fabulous if you have, like, if you need to kill 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always
1: need to kill 15 minutes, but it never occurs to me to, like, go to my YouTube app. YouTube app is so fabulous. Quite. I watch my favorite podcast, The Morning Toast, on there. Oh, my God. They are so funny, those girls. You no, know,
0: those girls, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I had my, my doubts about them, just, like, hearing what, you know, evil people say about them. <laughs> and then it's, like, I just gave the time to, like, listen to their show and watch, follow them on Instagram. And it's so clear that they're really smart nice girls who just have such good intentions and it's just crazy to me that like people say all these terrible things about them when I've only known them to be like literally so kind, <laughs> so lovely, so smart, and just like want to make people happy and in turn have become villains. I Honestly, I think it's a really interesting, you know, sociological experiment. I agree. And is it just me or is that dog getting cuter? And is it just me or is that brunette like so fucking
1: snatched and beautiful? And is it just me or her eyelashes looking so beautiful? Thank you. I got an eyelash lift. And honestly, like I saw your before and after pictures and I had never been interested in an eyelash lift before, but now I have eyelash envy. Well, let me just say,
0: the actual experience of the procedure was so unpleasant. Like, I was regretting it so much when I was laying there. The patches that they stick in your eye and then they glue up your lashes. It's just a, it's not painful. It's just very unpleasant. And an unnatural way to lay down with your, like, head back and your eyelashes glued. It's just very dis, what's the word? When you wake up and you're so, like, disorienting. Yes, it's very disorienting. And I was really regretting it. And then when I got up and looked in the mirror, it was like the best money and the best 45 minutes I'd ever spent. I might go somewhere else because I just feel like I have a couple complaints about it. Okay. But for the most part, like my lashes, I feel like I'm the perfect candidate for a lash lift. I don't have short lashes. I have very long lashes that go straight. Yeah. So it's like I curl them so hard, they never stay up. This is just basically taking a curling iron to my lashes. And it's an unbelievable experience. I highly recommend if you've been thinking about it.
1: Okay, good to know. Oh, and they tint them. Oh. So they just
0: look even more
1: pronounced. That's I think the, that last the process step. of what you just described is very similar to my eyelash tinting. Like you lay there with your head back and it's not comfortable. And a lot of times like the dye gets in your eye and like it's really fucking painful, but you're like beauty is pain and you just sit there and like you can't open your eyes. So you like kind of have a tear coming down, but you don't want to get like dye all over your face. Yes. Um. So I think I actually might be cut out for the tint. But can I say I've for actually, the,
0: I got like, eyelash extensions once and it wasn't nearly as annoying. Like either I didn't go to a good place or it's just like a, really unpleasant experience because i've gotten eyelash extensions before and it's like it's not the best but it's not a big deal
1: eyelash work can be unpleasant it's a very sensitive area it is and it's just a very small hair that you're doing a lot to and it's also very weird to like be forced to keep your eyes closed Do you know what i mean well yes but i'm i'm so used to it i've been dying my eyelashes since high school so it's like that's what that's what you get for an eyelash procedure. Yeah, it's just strange. Yeah, I can imagine. But, but I highly really recommend. Good. It looks really good. Thank you. Okay. Our next story. Exciting news, but I'm skeptical. Okay. Jamie Lynn Spears teases a Zoe 101 cast reunion. Are you ready? Ooh. I know you see me standing here. Do I look good, my dear? Do I look good today? yeah
0: (laughs) if you wanna play come and play today
1: let's get away yeah Yeah. i will make you see all of the things that you gotta be believe in yourself and follow trees
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: claudia Mm -hmm. that's
0: beautiful wait um Okay, say the story and then I have okay. thoughts.
1: So, Jamie Lynn Spears is teasing a Zoe One Hundred and One cast reunion. She posted a teaser on her Instagram saying, "We're back. Are you ready?" She also tagged her co-stars Sean Flynn, who plays Chase Matthews; Aaron Sanders, who plays Quinn Pesky; Matthew Underwood, who plays Logan Reese; and Chris Massey, who plays Michael Barrett. She I also love tagged, Chris Massey. Um, she also tags. It's not in this article, but who is she? Uh, she's an Instagram girl. She's to date or is dating Diplo. She's like the big. Instagram girl, what? Hold on, she's not part of Zoe One Hundred and One at all. But she got tagged. But she got tagged by Jamie Lynn Spears. Do you think it was a like a mistake? Um, no. I Chantal Jeffries. She said. She said. Oh, and hey, at Chantal Jeffries. That is very strange. Yeah. But like, you described her perfectly. The Instagram girl or who just maybe Diplo. dating Diplo. Yeah,
0: she's just, like, always in Vegas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's
0: the Instagram
1: girl. Yeah, like, the one. The one and the only. Um, so, I feel like the cast
0: of Zoe 101, of all the shows that like, people, like, were obsessed with as a kid, is, like, probably the thirstiest. Like, excluding Jamie, because she's so, like, on another level. But, like, all the sub characters, they're all over my TikTok. Her little brother... Do you remember him? Yeah. He is like a disgusting TikToker. Like <laughs> Dustin? Jack, Dustin, thank you. <laughs> Jackie, he's on TikTok. It's like, he does like sexual pornographic TikToks. It's so concerning because like, yes, he might be 21 now, but he's always going to be 12, like in my right, eyes. Right, of course. And he's like literally on TikTok with his whip and his like shirt unbuttoned. And it's like making second. It's so disgusting. Like you have to go, guys, check out. His name is Paul something.
1: Socks. Check out his TikTok. Well, she it's- didn't
0: tag him. But they've all been together recently, like doing TikToks on his page, except for Jamie Lynn. Because Jamie Lynn is like so above the fret. I just want to say, when I'm speaking about the cast, I'm not referring
1: to Jamie yeah, Lynn. Okay. I'm saying all of them are so fucking thirsty. But Jamie Lynn did post this, and I just, when I went to her Instagram, I saw she posted like a nine image, image grid. grid. So like she's serious about this. And I have like— Well, they like, need
0: Zoe for the Zoe 101 reboot.
1: I don't know. I feel like they tried to live in a post Zoe world, and yeah. it didn't work. But I'm just really... Like, if they're going to do a Zoe 101 reboot, like, I need it to be premium. I need to go back to Pepperdine University. PCA. And I need it to be beautiful, sounding and smart. Like, if if any of this has Is anything Zoom, to do with Zoom, like, I will literally... I'll boycott. Pick it. Yeah, I agree. No. Don't, don't
0: disgrace a franchise just because you want to get a reboot, reboot out in quarantine. Like... Take the time, go to Pepperdine University in Malibu and recreate Pacific Coast Academy. It's worth the effort.
1: Yeah, even if it's like, I don't know how why Zoe would be in boarding school, but whatever it is, maybe they're in college or something. No, maybe <laughs> Zoe's kids are now going to PCA because she they've heard maybe
0: Zoe and okay, Zoe. Zoe and Chase ended up together. This is my clip my call. They have kids now, and their kids are like, oh, I wanna go to PCA. So Zoe the show starts with Zoe and Chase taking their kids up to PCA, and then running into, like, all their old
1: schoolmates who also are now dropping their kids off for the first day at PCA. Yeah, I just don't know if the ages line up, because that would mean that, like, all of the PCA kids at, like, kids at 18. (laughs) Oh, I guess. But no, the kids could be young. Um, Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In order for them to be interesting, they have to be, like, at least 10. Maybe, well, how old are, how old is Jamie Lynn? I want to say, like, I'm going to say 30, because I think she's, like, around my age. Yeah, and, like, five-year-old kids. She's 29. Five-year-old kids don't go to boarding school. Yeah,
0: she's 29. Shit. Okay, I mean, we have to think, like, how Fuller House did it. Like, what's going to bring all these kids together at the age of 30? Back to PCA. Maybe the show doesn't involve PCA, which would be terrible. Right. PCA
1: is next to Jamie Lynn. PCA is the biggest character. No, the, the the school. I completely agree. And like the dorms. There, and yeah. it was so she. And the key on the neck. Like yeah. where she if she's not there, like why would she be wearing a key? I yeah, just, like her house key. That's a hazard. And the um, the like the scooters.
0: Yeah. No, it needs to have the school element. So it's so fun. Maybe maybe it's like um, a ten year reunion special. Yeah. Like they all go back to PCA for their ten year
1: reunion. I hate a reunion special. I know. Like I want to reboot. All firing in all all cylinders where I would want nothing at all. Um, Really quickly. No pressure. Did you watch SNL? No. uh, I watched musical performances.
0: I watched just like a few sketches on YouTube. Um, I have to say Justin Bieber's performance of Holy was so unbelievably like moving. I never thought I would say that about a Justin Bieber performance. His vocals were incredible. I love Chance the Rapper. They both are people who are very musically talented. So it's like their performance sounded just like iTunes. It was really Mm -hmm. fabulous. Justin Field felt like he was very emotional and I was like feeling it it was excellent I thought his performance of Lonely was very good and I thought it's already did a good job it was a good um episode
1: okay I'm glad I'm glad to hear it I liked his performance of Lonely because I'm just like really feeling that song except when I was watching it on SNL and he was playing Jacob Tremblay (laughs) um it just like made me really sad no the song is pathetic like it's (laughs) terribly sad No, no no it's like a sad song and I think everyone these days like sings about being lonely and like depressed and anxious and like that's like how we're all feeling um but like it was so personal emotional and raw I felt like oh I shouldn't be watching like this is too personal no
0: it's like everyone sings about being lonely now because I feel like it's kind of in the zeitgeist to be like open about your mental health whereas like when Justin Bieber was 12 like literally no one gave a shit if he was lonely it's (laughs) like go back to work you know (laughs) he was really like put through a tough time and and I actually feel for him like I really do
1: yeah no I really wanted to write a
0: song like you know, I bet this is how it started. He says, oh, I want to write a song about being lonely when he was 11 because that's how he's feeling. And the person who wrote his song said, okay, and he wrote One Less Lonely Girl. Like, the person was confused. <laughs> like, that it then, just like, wasn't Justin, an option.
1: Justin, like, had this song in his diary for years. And, like, now that he's finally able to do his own Whatever thing and be wants. his own man, he's like, I'm going to give, like, my 12-year-old self Freedom, liberation. Because I also feel like now that he's married, you know, marriage like you have someone to talk to and somebody is listening yes. I do feel like Haley is listening
0: oh I think she listens a lot I think she's probably an amazing listener
1: yeah I feel like this song is like more pre haley you know
0: yes of course no it's literally one less lonely girl days and then when he's like living in that big house and like throwing eggs at people. yeah but that's
1: when he was talking about like idiot kid yeah that was like throwing eggs and like, we all were watching him throwing eggs like and we were like we're that like, was such is, a weird, like, time. were like, this is so horrible. And it was really horrible. But, like, nobody ever thought, like, maybe he's lonely. Maybe it's a cry for help. Yeah. Yeah. The egg thing was strange. Yeah. Eggs are really fucking nasty. Like, especially when you're throwing them at people and things. No,
0: it's so, like, 90s Josie Grossy that it's... You, we don't throw eggs anymore. It's so wasteful. Like, yeah, on. No. You can but, make a bomb frittata. But
1: he's a different person now, so... I agree.
0: And I don't hold people, you know, I don't hold a grudge because he threw eggs five years ago, you know? Yeah. We all do things.
1: Okay, our next story is some really exciting news about someone who we love. Bachelorette alum Emily Maynard welcomes her fifth child, a baby girl. I cannot believe she keeps having babies. Like, it's so crazy. this is what she always wanted, literally, when she was a bachelorette and Chris Harrison was like, where do you see yourself in whatever, five years? And she's like, I see myself in a minivan, like, truck full of kids, and like, her dreams are coming true. And... I love to, I really do love to see like someone getting exactly what they've manifested. Right. No, that's what RuPaul says. It's like when you become the, when your life becomes like what you envisioned
0: it, it's like the most powerful thing. Like you accomplish exactly what you set out to like have in your life and it's very powerful. And I love this for her.
1: Yeah. She has welcomed her fifth child and fourth with her husband, Tyler Johnson, who she married in 2014. On Sunday, the star shared a video from the hospital, which documented the birth of the couple's baby girl um we don't have a name yet but she said welcome to our world I absolutely
0: like there is a special place in my heart little tiny corner carved out for Emily Maynard like she far and away my favorite bachelorette like just what a, a classy girl and she's one of those people who's been through like a lot of tragedy and like you just want her life to be filled with joy because like you know that tragedy where she like just had a baby and the father
1: of her baby just died you know like i i want her to have no so- it wasn't even that it was that her she was p- pregnant sorry yeah he, but she didn't find out until after he died she didn't know she was pregnant until after her uh fiance died oh my god i mean it's so tragic like
0: and i I want so many blessings for her. And if this is how she, you know, wants to live her life with a million children, I think that's wonderful. I think
1: it's wonderful and beautiful and we're really happy for her. And we'll, we'll never pass away a chance to talk about Emily Maynard on the yeah. show. Yeah,
0: And you also just don't have that many, like, celebrity socialite influencers who have five babies. It's just, like, rare, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's a lot of babies. It's, like, her and Angelina Jolie and James Vanderbeek. Like, that's it. Yeah. But, like, Kim might get there. Oh, that's true. The Kardashians have so many kids. They do have so many kids. I think it went from being like Mason to being thirty of them. I know. I think it's a good trend. I agree. Okay, our next story is not something that you saw, but I did, and it really got me got me shook because Billie Eilish's optical illusion shoes sparked debate, and it's the dress all over oh, again. No. So okay. Billie Eilish posted on her Instagram story. Um, she was like, "Remember the dress? LOL." And then she's like, "It's so funny because I have these pair of shoes, and my dad thinks they're white and pink, and they're mint and." white or whatever and so she's showing us them and they're literally white and pink and I guess she got a million responses were like those are white and p- they're white and pink like but they- do, do, do other people think that it's different um I don't know how, I really don't know how someone could here what color are those white and pink white and pink and like they're she keeps being like no you guys they're mint and showing more and like <laughs> white and pink <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> billy thinks that they're they're mint and white okay and wait you'll see it in I mean, the next this picture this is the crazy thing about colors like, this is the crazy thing. how do i know she, what this is green like how do we know that green is the same it's so no, crazy she's literally like going to google and showing the shoe that she bought it's mint like she bought a mint shoe it doesn't come in the white and pink thing but the way she keeps showing the shoe white and pink right wait what but then look at this mint and white no that's pink and white for me oh to me i can see that one is mint and white and it literally became this whole thing the more she tried to the more (laughs) she tried to this is so funny prove that um they're mint and white the more clear it was that they're white and pink but like they really are mint and white but like will you show me the original shoe that's mint and white yes they are the nike uptempo mint and white hold on This is so crazy. These color things that like trick your
0: eyes, like the contrast really freak me out. Like it's, it's wild. Here,
1: these are the shoe. Oh, wow. They're literally mint and white, but the way that she keeps. Okay. So now go back to her picture for a second. Okay. Sorry if this is uninteresting to you guys. Like just the way that the light is makes the white, makes the mint look white. And
0: the white look pink. Oh, you know what video comes out today? You know how every year for the last three years, um, Billie Eilish has
1: done a Vanity Fair interview? Yes. It comes out today. Oh, that's exciting. I think these shoes are the best promotion for that. because I I'm hope like, she'll discuss. I'm so, I love stuff like the dress. Like when the dress happened, that to me is like my perfect sort of well, cultural moment. I Same love with, something that brings us together. Yeah, like, uh, but also like we're divided. Because right. it's like, I saw it as white and gold, obviously, because I can see. <laughs> when you saw the dress, did you see black? White and gold, white and gold. Eventually I was able to see it as black and blue. Like I could see what others were seeing, but like when I see it, my eyes go to white and gold. Mine was black and blue, and like just remember like Laurel and Yanni, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> who could forget Laurel and Yanni? No, I actually think that Laurel and Yanni is crazier because um mm-hmm. white. Like I could see when you adjust the contrast, and maybe people who have like lighter eyes, like I'm sure there is actually like a scientific explanation for why we see it the way that we see it, but. Literally, I was like, oh, he's saying Laurel. And then, like, the next day, I heard Yanni, and I'm like, someone changed the clip. No, I know. It's, and, like, it's not like Laurel and Yanni are such similar, similar words.
0: No, they have the all, oh, but still, like, it's so bizarre. I love things like that, like, mnemonic tricks. And
1: she really... It was the crazy, watching her try and prove, and she was like, <laughs> literally suck my dick. Like, these are mint and white. That's
0: so funny. Um, Billie Eilish was also photographed, uh, like, taking out the trash in a tank top, which was, like, very rare for her. And I saw the most disgusting article, like, ever being circulated. It was like, six times Billie Eilish ditched her baggy clothes. Like, get the, like, that's so disgusting. Like, she's a child. Like, yeah.
1: it was really gross. I saw all the commentary around the photo, but I just. Didn't want to participate in it because she's a beautiful young woman, right? And then it's like doing her chores. That's why.
0: That's why she wears baggy clothes. She's helping
1: out around the house, even though she's like the number one Grammy winner of all time, right? Like. No, it's like
0: I don't even take out the trash. Like <laughs> I think that I'm so special. I'm like Ben, get rid of it. And like Billie Eilish takes out the trash. We could all learn a thing or two from
1: her. If Billie Eilish can take out the trash, so can you. Yeah. Sorry, I know it's not what you wanted to hear this morning, <laughs> but it's true. Okay, our fifth and final story is a little happy couple news because Zac Efron is celebrating his 33rd birthday with girlfriend Vanessa Valladares in Australia. I didn't Australia. Even know he had a girlfriend. Yeah, he's dating a Vanessa. She's not the Vanessa, oh. but she's a Vanessa that makes him happy. And, and so for okay. that reason, I am pleased as well. He is so like off the grid. He is off he the grid. He moved to Australia He's so and off he had the that grid show. that he started a show about being off the grid. Yeah, and
0: like almost died whilst leaving the grid. Yeah. Yeah, he's... um. It's not what I saw for him, you know? Yeah. At one point at the height of his movie career with like Neighbors, Greatest Showman, like I was like, he's going to be like one of the biggest movie stars in the world. And he just kind of... No, he still is. But no, like, but like...
1: He doesn't want not. the like celebrity, like the typical celebrity aspect of that. But as far as like his career trajectory, like going from being like, um, who, what, what was his name? Philip Carlyle to Ted Bundy. Like he's mm. on track. Yeah. To Link Larkin. He's, he's everything of the sort. Yeah, this
0: actually might be maybe one of my most controversial statements, but I think that everything Zach Efron has ever done pales in comparison to his work in Hairspray. I think it's the role of a lifetime.
1: No, I think that his role in Hairspray, like, it was the perfect role for him because Agreed. it was everything that he was so used to doing, which is High School Musical, and then, like so like, so... Hollywood. Queen Hollywood serious. He nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Yeah
0: I mean we talk about this like I think once every six months about how the most recent you know revival of Hairspray starring Nikki Blonsky and Zach Efron is quite possibly the most well-cast movie on the planet.
1: Yes and but the most recent revival was Hairspray Live. Sorry film revival. Yeah. It's just so sensational
0: between Amanda Bynes as Peggy and Zach Efron as Link Larkin, and Queen Latifah as Motormouth Maybell. There's just so many excellent, oh, Jerry Stiller as Mr. Pinky, mm-hmm. and John Travolta and Christopher Walken as the parents. It's just like, There's not one person I would have changed in terms of casting.
1: I agree. I even feel that way about Hairspray Live. I think the casting was on point. I think like Hairspray just always has great casting. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, there was Hairspray Live just it didn't cut it. It didn't cut it.
0: I wonder when when they're gonna do another one of those lives. They were really banging them out for a while. Can I be honest?
1: I think never. They had Rent, I uh, Grease, Hairspray, Yep, Sound of Music, Peter Pan, um, The Wiz, The Wiz. And I think that like those lives were like the pinnacle of like everything pre-COVID, yeah. You know, and a little unnecessary. Uh, no, it's like <laughs> it's we like... can
0: do this, so we will. But like no, but literally, like, nobody we asked. Could for also,
1: it. just like spend Record all this it. time recording and it, making it perfect, as opposed to like making sure someone doesn't break his ankle the day before. No, it was like so unnecessarily extra. You're right. And so for that, I don't think it's going to come back. Uh, I'm okay with that. I think the lives were a moment in time. Yeah, and you know, I was glad to have experienced it. Yeah, even though. Grease Live was utter perfection. Julianne Huff should be so proud of herself. So should
0: Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Her dad died the night before and she still did it.
1: Yeah. So th- those lives were really made for Vanessa Hudgens and no one else. No, there's a
0: few people who like it was really, really made live. for. Vanessa Hudgens, Kiki Palmer, and in a lot of ways like Ariana Grande, like getting to act and also like belt yeah. was perfect for her as well.
1: Yeah. She played Penny Pingleton. That was good. That was good. I don't know. I was so excited for Hairspray Live, and then, like, Zach forgot to record it, so we missed the first half, and, like, I was... And by the second half, they were all out of breath, and, like, it was so bad that they actually, like, never put it on a streaming service, so, like, I never got to watch it. I literally had Hairspray Live, like, written in my planner. I was yeah, so, so excited. excited. It was, like, early days of Zach and I dating, and, like, he didn't record, and I was, like... Oh, my God. This red, isn't gonna work out. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's
0: horrible. When somebody doesn't record something for you, it's, like, you you're so angry. Like, there's... You can't go back. Like there's nothing you could do about it. No, no, no.
1: especially when it's like a one night only. Yeah, one live. night only special. Yeah, one night only. One, one night. Oh, they should only. do a Dream Girls live or just a Dream Girls movie that's yeah. filmed properly and. Perfect. I could use another one. Yeah, so good. But anyways, the Nobody couple was joined by a star-studded group of friends. To host snack. Wait,
0: what are we talking about, v- Vanessa? Oh. Valadares so wow.
1: and Zac Efron. Zac Efron's Zac 33. And we get to say it again. Zach and Vanessa.
0: Zac Efron's 33. Troy Bolton. How old was he when you think he played Troy Bolton? Like 15? He was at high
1: school, uh, sophomore and junior. So like 15? 15, 16. <sighs> he's been famous for half his life. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, he's been through a lot. Yeah. He almost died on his off the grid thing. No, but also like personally,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean, I of... feel like ever since him and Vanessa broke up, he just hasn't been able to find a love like that.
1: I know. You guys, go watch High School Musical. You'll never be the same. It's like, true. I go thought watch Jackie I, was being dramatic. Go watch it's... High School Musical as a 30-year-old. You'll never be the same. No, it's really good. It's so good. The it's... third one is arguably the best. You can make the argument about any of them, really, because two, there's a lot of controversy surrounding two. No, there's a lot of like political
0: like.ness <laughs> in that movie. No, here's why I think three is the best. Because 2 is not the best. While it was, like, an interesting take, they weren't in the school. And, like, you got to be in high school for High School Musical. And I liked the country club stuff, but it wasn't, it's a good spinoff, but it's not. No, it was
1: an excellent sequel.
0: Yeah. But I think the third is better than the first because the third had everything the first really needed. It had, it was, the third was released in theaters. So it was, like, really big Hollywood budget. razzle-dazzle. They were a little older, so they kissed. Where it's, like, the first movie, they didn't even kiss.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were sophomores, like inappropriate.
0: No, I was doing way worse when I was a sophomore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
1: okay, before, are we done with the story? Um, yeah, I mean, they were with a star-studded group of friends at a party in Byron Bay, as seen in photos in the Daily Mail, um, which also reported that guests included Chris and Liam Hemsworth's dad, oh, Craig. Oh, oh, um, that's weird. A tennis pro, a radio host, oh, Kyle Sandilands, who I think he hosts with Kyle and Jackie O. Oh, my God, you're our chemist. So, my... <laughs> no, we support... We're Jackie O's who support no, other No, for Jack-yos. sure, but, like, sometimes,
0: like, if she's going through something, like, you'll get, like, the end of her press, and
1: I'm sure she gets... <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she gets... She gets mine. Yeah, honestly, we owe her an apology. And every once in a while, I'll get, like, people commenting, you're not the real Jackie O. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Yeah, I wonder if she's heard of me. Probably probably not.
0: I'm gonna venture and say yeah the girl who's disgracing her name like (laughs) taking a dump on her google seo search. I think that it's definitely possible that she knows who you are.
1: I'm sorry. Wait so
0: Chris and Liam Hemsworth's dad Dad Craig was at the party. Yeah. But Chris and Liam were nowhere to be found. No yeah no they didn't say. Interesting. Real Houses of Potomac was so boring last night and you know what? She said it. She said it. I feel like now enough episodes have passed where I can make a royal decree about this season. Like Not only do I feel like it's such a boring season, but I feel like it's not for lack of substance like there were there was a major event that just happened and I still feel like even the episode with the major event was a little boring like I just feel like something about the editing and some of the other women like is so boring and I I hate that it has come to this I really do
1: yeah I totally agree I made my decision like a week ago and two weeks ago but then last week firmed up that I'm fully team Monique and then this week like solidified and it's so nice when you make your decision and then like everything else that you witness just proves to you that you made the right decision and you're not like constantly trying to figure it out um I think the this episode went to show that like Monique is integral to the entertainment factor oh, 100%. of the show um and every like it just proves what we've been saying like I think Giselle and Robin were like so excited for a reason to take down Monique and now and they've all like kind of you know encouraged Candace to take this legal route and like now Candace is saying she wants Monique in jail and they're like wait the, Right, so let's talk
0: about the crux was that she actually filed second degree assault charges towards Monique last night. Monique on her Twitter, because Monique wasn't even in the episode, posted an email of the letter, uh, posted a screenshot of the email she got from uh, Candace's attorneys and was really trying to insinuate that Monique was, um, felt like Candace was using this experience to get money from Monique. And the email was like, if you do not respond, we'll file a class action lawsuit, which means like getting money. Um, And Monique really felt like this is, Candace was not really looking for justice or trying to get Monique to go to jail. Like, in the end, she wanted to get paid out by Monique, which, honestly, I never
1: thought of, but kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, that is so crazy to me. Like, when the fight first went down, we're like, oh my gosh, okay, this is crazy. Like, everyone, let's take a step back, reevaluate. And now it's like, you're really going to court, like, over some hair pulling. No, and, and her, like, waking up every morning, like, with trauma, I'm, I'm, I can't. No, and what Monique said, I think maybe she said it on Twitter, it's like a
0: a court, Monique feels it was not second degree assault because they were both fighting with each other. And maybe if you slow it down, you could argue that yes, Monique started at first, but they were hitting each other. Candace threw a glass. So like technically they both have grounds to stand on legally.
1: Right, and also if this did go to court, I'm sure they had the footage and they replayed it and maybe they didn't um, have the TikTok that I saw, which is that Candace put her hands on Monique first. Right, um, and that's, so, the, that's really what's so crazy about the whole thing is the women are talking as if like Monique was so clearly in the wrong, but like when you, she was flipping her hair, which isn't like a, the right thing to do, but Candace was being annoying, but Candace touched Monique's body first and that's what Ashley was saying she was like you like Ashley's an amazing friend I I fucking love her the fact
0: that Candace can't even on the smallest level acknowledge her part in this like as if literally this just happened to her and fell in her lap Ashley was like you were like antagonizing her and you were provoking her like can't you just at least own that like let's say we all agree Monique is wrong but like you're not gonna own any part any of your part in this like to act like this whole thing just happened to her I just I find her insufferable I really do and I just feel like this whole saga is part of the reason why she's the, like the worst housewife because to be honest, in the beginning it was so clearly like she was the victim and now I just, I, I
1: can't stand her again. I, I can't stand her. And like for her to, for her, when they got into their fight, like Candace was, you know, she was dragging me, drag me, what are you going to do, drag me? And then so she, they get into gets the dragged. fight and then she gets dragged. <laughs> and then her, now her approach is like crying, PTSD, victim, victim. And it's like either... To, like talk the talk and yeah. walk the walk but like to go from being like you're right so strong drag me Monique and she then she gets her hair pulled and now she's like in court yeah crying with the but if corner... you want to be strong before be strong after
0: yeah no that's a very good point she's very inconsistent yeah I just I really can't stand her and you know what like I don't like the way Chris spoke to her and when he was like shut up shut up but like I know what he was saying he's like literally you're in the right
1: like you're digging your grave when you were one you we were digging Moniques. Right. And when she said the comment to Ashley about like not for long, it's like, oh no, oh, na- oh that's what it was she's all, so nasty. Right, now we're all reminded as to why you got your hair pulled in yeah. the first place. No, no. When she said that and like Ashley really was
0: not coming from Ashley was being like she a, wasn't being nasty. She wasn't she was just having genuine conversation and not everyone is ever gonna agree on stuff, but but when you talk about it like civil human beings, it's like a it's a lovely way to to, ha- to have a conversation. And she didn't come out, you know, angry or anything and Candace just like like totally dismissed her
1: when she had a valid concern and she raised it in a very normal, calm way. And Ashley was like the only one who was just gonna mention the other side of Mm -hmm. things where it's like, it's a table of everyone just like affirming what the other thinks. And like, ultimately that's not productive because there's two people in this situation and two sides that need to reconcile. I also have a lot of respect for Karen. I think she's in a much more difficult place than anyone else because Ashley, like I think you know, is happy to have a chance to get back at Candace for yes. all of the things that she's done. And, and you know, a- Ashley, like, knows Candace. So she's less inclined to, like, believe her victimhood. Yes. And Ashley and Monique have a good friendship. And Monique had Ashley's back last season because we don't know if she had that footage in her house right. of Michael. But, like, she... Right. I, I... It felt like... She had Ashley's back. So this is an easy choice for Ashley to have Monique's back. For Karen, I, th- I think her two closest friends in the group are Monique and Candace. And she is in the middle. And the fact that like some of the women won't let her be in the middle. And they're
0: forcing her to take a side. Like
1: I think that, that, that they are wrong in that situation. And being in the middle, like Karen said, it's the absolute worst place to be. But the fact that Candace thinks that because Karen's in the middle, she's prioritizing Monique's feelings is exactly why Candace can't see like the truth.
0: Also, really quickly about footage, did you see that video that went viral this week? A Reddit user who was watching old episodes yes. of Potomac realized um, in the very background of like a major scene, I guess, no one was paying attention at the time to what was going on in the background, but Michael is caught fondling. I think it was a producer or like yeah. a, a passerbyer. No, it
1: looked like someone who was working
0: on the show because I think he was wearing a headset. Right. Um, which just goes to prove pretty much everything that... Um, has been going on the last few seasons it was just a crazy if you're interested like just search on twitter or on reddit for the video it's wild yeah it's really wild the only other thing i wanted to talk about from the episode was um can't uh no wendy's party Party. i found all the like nigerian culture stuff to be so interesting i love people who go on tv and like are so proud of their culture and just like want to teach the world about like ebo and what and like the headdresses i just loved it and i thought it was fabulous and it was actually a wonderful party like Um, very well put together. I think whoever did the, uh, decor did a good job. The food looked
1: delicious too. The food looked delicious. Um, I agree. I love learning about other people's cultures on television. And I thought it was really beautiful to see. She has such a, I mean, the stuff with her in-laws is... Is crazy. ...upsetting. But her, like, core family, she has such a beautiful family. Oh, agreed. And it seems as though she has a really wonderful marriage. Yeah. And it's, it's lovely to watch. What's so crazy about her in-law situation is like, it's not like, you know... it's not like Wendy is
0: some you know like vagrant like she's literally so accomplished she has four degrees she's an amazing mother she's a political analyst she's a professor and her husband's family like doesn't like her like what's that to like yeah she's incredibly accomplished she's the type of woman you hope your son marries right
1: she's not like you know I think that's what makes it so weird extra sad for them too yeah you know yeah
0: I actually really um, walk, like enjoy watching her home scenes because I think her she's a really good husband. And her kids are, like, very cute and very well behaved. And just, like, seeing her husband, like, get the kids dressed was just like, wow, that's nice. Like, you don't really see that in Housewives. Yeah. I thought it was cute. And all the kids wearing pink were super cute. And also Robin Dixon getting to the party early before
1: Wendy was so funny um and Robin Dixon in the rotate dress that yes. Erica Jane and Lisa Rena also wore but as Andy pointed out on Watch What Happens Live I believe that Robin's scene was filmed before that Beverly Hills scene oh so Robin is the trendsetter here and I just want to say I think that for every event the women of Potomac should be given a color um because it looks wonderful it works they, w- they actually all looked amazing and then they also looked amazing together and I think that some sort of structure like that even also at the wine tasting before it went south like everyone, everyone had like good. a wine tasting vibe and looked really good but like it was like browns but like the dinner at the lake house just not it but it was also a confusing lake house i honestly i give them oh, yeah no a was.
0: pass for that yeah um the fine the other thing i wanted to say oh robin dixon's hat company
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i just feel like we should leave it at that you know? (laughs) Yeah. She, like, in so many ways, she makes me sad, you
1: know? Well, um, they look comfortable, and... And she made 10 grand. And I hope that she does well, like, I, I really do.
0: Yeah. I just feel like I want to get in there and, like, help her with her finances, you know what I mean? Not that I know anything about finances,
1: but she's on TV, like, she, she, like... Yeah, how come, no, here's the thing, how come we didn't know she had a hat company before? Right. How come she, like, is making literally making her own hats and, and i'm not they do look really comfortable and i could see them being like really popular mm-hmm. and she's never once promoted them i've never heard of embellished before on the show right but i've heard of Liv dom thirty thousand times like 100%. that's how you brand yourself and i would bet you la is selling way more units than
0: the hats are because i literally never even heard of that like if she and, Andy and on she, watch heaven's live was like can you send me a hat she was like you want one, like you should be sending everyone hats. Like everyone, this business yes. actually could be something because first of all, housewife hat. businesses are very successful. And like
1: hats are a great thing. No housewife is in the hat industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, the hats look like really nice hats and it's hard to find a nice hat sometimes. Agree. And if she was wearing the hats in every episode, every time they went somewhere, every time the, uh, someone had a party, you know, you get the hat. Embroidered. Uh, like, she could be doing so she much. She could be doing so much, and she, it's wasting the opportunity. Like, I think Kyle Richards might have sold more agency hats. Yeah, 100%. Than Robin and her hat company, and it's a waste of an opportunity. And, and I like the name embellished. No, it was like, all there, but just to hear about it for the first time, it's, like, In season Robin, five? Robin has a hat company? No, it seemed so weird, like, and off. Just she she could be doing so much more. Yeah. So that that's my critique.
0: Um other than that, like I said, it was a boring episode, but um I feel like we made it fun.
1: We did make it fun. We need Monique back. I love her so much. Me too. And this has just gotten like Out of so control. off track. Yeah. We have the Bachelorette tonight, right? Monday. Yes, it's the Bachelorette. <sighs> wow. Okay. After Dale. I can't believe it's literally already been a week since the last one. You know? I know. Our recap segment, Afterdale. We'll be live tomorrow where and we recap what might happen
0: after Dale. And the the official TNN Bachelor After Show slash recap show is the Snatchler. Subscribe Snatcher to lore. it. Just subscribe to it anywhere you get your podcasts like iTunes or Spotify. Um she's doing episodes every week.
1: There's one last week if you want to catch up. And she's the tea. She really does. Like she knows everything. She knows everything and then also like when you listen you get to like know more about the snitch. And she's that's so complex. That's why I listen, really. Yeah. It's just like full of snitch tea. Yeah, it's heavy it's stitch tea um and that's our show and then also theo's podcast is dropping soon so stay tuned for yeah. that here's a little sneak peek no in that first episode we got a preview when he was like arr, arr. i was like no. no and then he said <laughs> and i'm like yeah it's it's really incredible it'll have you in your feelings so just
0: make sure you're following him on instagram pops with no job that is our show and if i may close it out i
1: think you can
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every morning, Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We are also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday's episode. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.